Yo, yo, welcome back to the one and only Minnesota Sports Podcast, the number one. Today, I am joined by my consistent, I can say, co-host, Bailey Greenman. What's up, guys? Let's get this party rolling. Yes, sir. So today's episode, we are going all NFL. And what better way to start than with the Minnesota Vikings? The Vikings have released their unofficial depth chart coming into week one against the nasty Green Bay Packers. From Vikings.com, there really isn't much surprise on this. I read through this, and really the only surprises, we have one on each side of the ball. The right guard, Ed Ingram, who is a rookie we drafted out of the third round, I believe, has won the starting position, and he was in a battle for that in training camp. So good thing he won that. Hopefully that goes well for us. But that's really the only change on offense compared to everybody else, like Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Thielen, and JJ at the one and two wide receiver spots. KJ Osborne, of course, Bales dude. Jalen Reger, I guess that's kind of a surprise, but not really with the new trade. He can have space, though. He's going to do pretty well, I think. We have a lot of that can work well with space, and he's going to have a lot of it with the weapons we have. So, you know. It's a low-risk, high-reward kind of thing, you know? Yeah, we didn't really trade too much for him. Uh, then we go into tight ends. Irv Smith, of course, we, we saw that coming. Christian Derisaw, Brian O'Neill at the left and right tackle. Then we got Ezra Cleveland at left guard, Garrett Bradbury at center, and like I said earlier, Ed Ingram to fill that right guard spot at it Brian O'Neill solid very good you don't hear his name that means you're doing a good job on the line for sure you know Ed Ingram young Brian O'Neill is young Christian yeah. he performed well after taking over midway through last year and I've seen a couple reports of him being a breakout candidate oh for sure I agree with that he's a first round pick he was doing well last year so now, I mean, Bradbury's been hit or miss. I love the guy ever since, you know, that catch and run against <laughs> But uh, we have a lot of young bodies, and it's something to, like, finally be optimistic about that we're actually drafting those players and, you know, trying to fix it. Not all of them pan out for us, but we have a couple young studs, and we keep getting younger, and these guys are hungry, so. For sure, for sure. I'm I'm excited with that offense in general because we have the people coming back with, you know, most of our starters coming back and Ed Ingram winning the position as a rookie. That's something to look forward to. Garrett Bradbury, at least he can get those snaps pretty well. Uh, he doesn't have many problems 
with getting the ball to Kirk Cousins. So that's always something good to look forward to. But moving into the defense, we have at our defensive ends, Dalvin Tomlinson and Jonathan Bullard. Harrison Phillips as the nose tackle. Our outside linebackers because of our 3-4 defense is Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith, who is a former Green Bay Packer. Did you see those comments? Oh, yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. He, he joined the Vikings, Vikings because, because he could beat the Packers two times a year. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, to that as well. But we'll have to see about that. We're going to talk more about that later. But at inside linebacker, we have Eric Kendricks and our free agent signing Jordan Hicks. Patrick Peterson and Cameron Dantzler at the corner spots. The big surprise on this is our backups are Chandon Sullivan and a Caleb Evans, who Chandon Sullivan was a former Packer and Caleb Evans is our fourth round pick. And I think he's been having a great training camp. So he won the backup spot over Chris Boyd, and more notably, Andrew Booth Jr., our second-round pick. But Andrew Booth Jr. just got hurt, so maybe that has something to play into it. But I'm looking forward to seeing a Caleb Evans this year, our fourth-round pick. High energy, man. High energy. For sure, for sure. And at safety, we have the hitman Harrison Smith. And, of course, Cameron Bynum. And listed as our backups are Lewis Sign and Josh Metellus. I honestly think Sign is going to get time. Oh, yeah. And he's going to be in a rotation. So <clears throat> we'll, we'll see how it goes in the first game. I First round picks, you know, I think defensively, it's good to get them in there rotating. So to get those reps, especially not a preseason game. Our kicker is Greg Joseph, of course. I drafted him in all my fantasy leagues. I'm looking forward to Greg Joseph. There's been hype around him throughout training camp that he's been consistent with his kicks and focused throughout every attempt that he gets. Ryan Ray. Wright. What's up? Ray. Ray. It's your Confident in our offenses here. Why would you draft our kicker? Yeah, PATs are one point, buddy. Well, I'm I'm realistic as well. Field goals, you know. I'm realistic as well. We're we're not gonna get touchdowns every single drive, right? Touchdowns. I I I believe that, but Harrison Butker was on the Kansas City Chiefs when they were number one offense, and he was still a solid kicker because not every drive is going to be a touchdown. Sometimes they're going to get stopped at the 40 yard line or the 35 yard line. So that gives opportunities of four points and five points with the 40, 50 yard kicks and maybe even a six pointer with a 60 yard kick this year. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Not if we're cooking. <laughs> so, our punter is Ryan Wright, long snapper Andrew DePaula, kick returner in Wang Wu, and our punt returner to spearhead it off with the trade will be Jalen Reger. 
He'll get some reps in too. He'll get some reps on the offense too. Oh, for sure. I, I believe it. I mean, you he's a first round talent. He may not have been playing lights out in Philadelphia, but I think with our core offense with Kirk Cousins throwing him the ball, it'll be easier to get him on the field compared to when he was in Philadelphia having Jalen Hurts throw to him. Not the most accurate passer. He's a better runner for sure, but Kirk is a lot more precise with his throws and lets receivers run the routes so he can. There's a couple black horse. I said there's a couple black horse uh, ESPN announcers saying that Kirk for MVP. Oh, yeah. Dark horse. For sure. I saw Michael Irvin. Yeah. As the MVP. And I'm surprised with that, but. I see what he's thinking because with our new offense and with how our play calling will be held this year, it's a lot better than Greg or than Mike Zimmer. So I'm I'm excited to see how that plays out. I don't know if he's gonna be MVP, but if he will, if he does, I am all for it. You know, I'm I'm a big Kirk Cousins fan. I I advocate for him whenever there's hate. So I, I hope he proves me right. Most sportscasters are just like giving us all this false hope every year. So we're so excited just so we crumble. Yeah. I, and I mean, I would not expect that out of, you know, two broadcasters. So it's exciting to think, but we'll, we'll just have to see how they play on the field, you know? Yep, we are a sleeper team in a couple sports casters' minds. So I think that's better than being a favorite going into the season. So yep. we'll, we'll see how it goes. Moving on to continue the Vikings talk, Indomitian Sue has visited the Vikings, according to sportsillustrated.com. Reading that article... It's looking unlikely to sign him because we're looking at money issues being that we want to sign him at a veteran minimum at $2.4 million of cap space left compared to Sue's asking price of $8 million to play this season. <laughs> Honestly, going back to last week's episode, I said to get him for $5 million, which we meet in the middle. You know, he, he is a five-time Pro Bowler. He has 70.5 sacks under his belt with a 12-year career. So he would help us, but at the same time, having Harrison Phillips as our nose tackle, you know, I'm I'm not too worried about it. I It'd be nice to have depth, but $8 million is a lot to ask for. I don't know. I'm not a Sioux fan. You know, I've been fighting you on this all the time. You have, and I think it's different because Sue is a nose tackle, so he's not going to be in every play because he's in a 3-4 defense going to be essentially double teamed almost every play, either by the left guard or the right guard. And why Aaron Donald is such a presence even at nose tackle, is because 
not only can he take that double team, but he makes plays still in the passing and rushing game. So I'm not saying Sue is on Aaron Donald's level, especially with his age, but he does have that presence that can make a difference throughout the year. Yeah. I mean, maybe his game's more towards run stopping. And I think that's what we need in the middle with Smith and Hunter on the outside, you know? For sure. We need and right now, there's, gap. there's not a backup behind Harrison Phillips. So I think with the moves that we made, we freed up cap space. But I think we're looking to sign a backup for our nose tackle because – if we have Harrison Phillips in there every down, it's tiring. No way. Teamed by two, three hundred pound linemen is not something that I don't think it's feasible to go through a whole game. No way. No way. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So I think we freed up that cap space to sign a free agent. Other Sources have been saying that we could sign ODB, but we'll just have to see what Quisi Adolfo Mensa has brewing in his in his back pocket. Agreed. Yep. So moving on to a little bit more interesting talk because it's the you know it's that dead week before the season officially starts. There isn't too much to talk about. But with the game, with the NFL season starting, the Buffalo Bills going up to L.A. to face the defending champions, we're going to go through all our week one picks. We're going to include Sam in this, even though he's not in here. We are going to have a weekly pick em. Let's get this pick challenge started, buddy. I'm ready. We're starting off hot. We yes, are starting sir. hot. The first game of the season is going to be great. Oh, I'm yeah. Football, you know, let's go. Yes, sir. Thursday night football, Buffalo at LA. Who do you got? I got Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is the, the common answer. Wow. Uh, it is. I love last year, once Stafford signed with the Rams, I was so excited. I know it was a trade, but him being there. I'm a Stafford fan through and through, and I picked them to win. I wanted him to win that Super Bowl, besides the Vikings. But now you hear these murmurs of his arm hurting. He's getting old. You know, he's probably going to have to do it. And you know week one has a lot of surprises. It does. It could even be a big surprise. Buffalo is a force to be reckoned with. They are. Josh Allen is an MVP candidate, and they just keep adding pieces. They're yep. hungry. Yep. But Sam and I both have L.A. winning that game. I think the Rams are going to surprise most people. The Bills are a powerhouse team. They are Super Bowl favorites in many people's minds. But I think L.A. defends their turf, defends that championship. And get to win in week one, starting off 1-0. Big game. 
Yes, sir. So moving into New Orleans at Atlanta, who do you got? I was kind of thinking Atlanta, but I stuck with New Orleans. I think Kyle Pitts is going to have a big year, but I just, I still don't Atlanta, but I think New Orleans takes it. Uh, Yep. Sam and I both agree with that. New Orleans, they, they may not be a powerhouse team, but they are a more solid team than Atlanta. I believe the Saints are going to win this game. that, That one's pretty simple. San Francisco at Chicago. Not not too interesting, but who do you got? The San Francisco 49ers. Yep, me too. I don't think the Bears have much firepower. Justin Fields is starting, I guess, but his offensive line isn't going to be able to protect him. I don't see the Bears doing too much this year, maybe winning five or six games at, at best. I think... And Sam also thinks the Niners are going to win that. San Francisco defense, crazy good. I have them as my defense in one of my leagues, so hoping they can pull through. Next up, Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Have they announced their starting quarterback? I know Trubisky was named captain, but I know there still was controversy. Yep, Trubisky is going to be the starting quarterback for Pittsburgh. I don't think that will last very long. I'm still picking Cincinnati. Uh, I don't think they are going to be as good as they were last year. But they still are going to be a good team, and people know now. Yeah, Sam Sam and I both picked Cincinnati. I don't think Pittsburgh has the firepower to do it. I also agree with you that Trubisky is not going to keep that starting spot. I think it really depends on how well he does in the first eight to nine weeks. And depending on if they're contending for a playoff spot at the second half of the season, if they are, he'll stay as the starter. If not, then Kenny Pickett is going to take over. He's a first round quarterback. So moving on, we have more interesting game. New England at Miami. Bales, who you got? Tua's going to go over the hill, and they're going to take this one in Miami. I agree. Sam and I both picked Miami. I think they pull out the dub. Next game, Baltimore at New York Jets. Ravens. Ravens? Oh, yeah, that's right, too. This is the first. Flacco, yeah. Flacco's going to be playing Baltimore. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. My friend today at work, he was – he was willing to bet me money that the Jets are going to upset the Ravens. And I agree. The The Jets have made some good picks, having Sauce Gardner, Brees Hall. I, I want to believe in them. But it's still week one. It's young in the season. This could be the time for them to make that statement. But Baltimore is such a powerhouse team, still having Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson having a lot to prove, wanting to be paid as a top quarterback. I think Baltimore takes this in New York. If the Jets do have a surprising year, I don't think it starts week one against Baltimore Ravens. Sam agrees with me. 
Yeah, Gardner, he never let a touchdown pass in college, and he wasn't even targeted in all three preseason games. But I'm still just – I'm not sold. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sold yet. There has Baltimore. to be something that happens. I see Baltimore taking this. Sam agrees with me. Moving on to Jacksonville at the Washington newly named Commanders. This one's a, a, a good game, I believe. It, they're not playoff teams, but it's a solid game. Who do you think? Oh, no, Urban Meyer, Jacksonville. I think they're trying to follow the Cincinnati route, you know, like they got ETN, his running back, his fail safe. They added some wide receivers. They might have overpaid, but uh, they're trying to give uh, Lawrence, who once never lost a game. Yeah. Not used to losing. I think they're going to have a bounce back year, actually. And uh, I picked them not in the playoff race, but at 500-ish. I feel like they're going to be a good team to upset some good teams. Okay. I I do not agree with you, but Sam does. He also picked Jacksonville. I picked the Commanders because they have a stout defense. And Carson Wentz may not be the best quarterback, but he has that playmaking ability to get Terry McLaurin the ball. And I can see the Commanders win this game, especially at Washington, that with the home field advantage. I, I got Washington. Moving on to Cleveland at Carolina. Carolina. Ooh, Carolina. I like it. I like that pick. I think it's a hot pick. I mean, Sam and I both picked that as well. So we're 3-0 and on, on Carolina over Cleveland. It's in Carolina. Baker Mayfield goes up against his former team in the Browns. I got Carolina. Baker yeah. Mayfield, revenge game. Another sleeper game, Indianapolis at Houston. Any surprises here? No, none. All right, so we're we all have Indianapolis. Uh, moving on, Philadelphia at Detroit. This is a little bit interesting game, especially with Detroit being in hard knocks. Everybody, I I believe most people have Detroit Lions as their sleeper team. I must be smart then, because you know that's my team. Oh, you took you took Detroit. Oh yeah. Sam and I both agree that Philadelphia is going to come in there and beat on the Lions, but hey, man, we'll have to see. So the next 425 game Eastern time, the most interesting game, of course, if you're tuning into this podcast, the big rivalry. I don't know why we aren't Sunday night football or Monday night football. Green Bay, nasty Packers at the Minnesota Vikings. Gold. Yes, sir. All around, clear sweep. Minnesota Vikings, Bales, Sam, and I. A breakdown of this game. We're in Minnesota. Kirk Cousins and Aaron Rodgers, I saw the record against each other, is 3-3-1. Three, three, and one. These games are close. It's a rivalry game for a reason, but it's in Minnesota. Having the crowd behind us, U.S. Bank Stadium is going to be loud. That skull chant is going to be excited. Every person in the building is going to know the magnitude of this game, especially because it's against those dang Wisconsinites. Everybody, 
always hates on me when I advocate for the Vikings winning the division, but we'll have to see how this year plays out. This is a big test going up against the defending NFC North champions. We'll have to see how it goes. Moving on, because I don't want to give that any more attention, New York Giants at Tennessee Titans. Who you got? Tennessee. Yep. 3-0 Tennessee. Sam and I both picked them. Giants got Saquon Barkley back. Cool. Daniel Jones is still your quarterback. Nothing too surprising. Moving into a better game. Kansas City Chiefs at the Arizona Cardinals. This one was kind of tough. But Kansas City, you can't really count out Mahomes. Sam agrees with you in that regard. I think Arizona is going to be the underdogs going into this game because they don't have DeAndre Hopkins. I kind of wanted to pick the Chiefs as well, but it is in Arizona. They do still have Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is a top Five paid quarterback for a reason. I think they get the win in Arizona. And I think that says more to the, the Chiefs because they lost Tyreek Hill. Having Travis Kelsey, they got Juju as their number one. But I think they're going to miss Tyreek Hill in that aspect. So I went with Arizona. I think this game is going to be one of the best games of the week next to the Vikings game. Bills and Rams. That is the best game, and it's fitting that it's the first game. Oh, yeah. Best for last, my ass. Moving on to another divisional game, Las Vegas Raiders at the Los Angeles Chargers. That just sounds weird. It should be the Oakland Raiders versus the sunny San Diego Chargers. Who do you got? uh, Pipkins. Is still playing for the Chargers. Is he starting this year? He is starting, yeah. Gosh, you remember Pipkins. I do. I do. It's it's a good hometown story because he's from Apple Valley, Minnesota. I, I have the Chargers winning. They want to avenge that loss to go to the postseason last year. Justin Herbert has the hype of Tom Brady coming into the season. Trey Pipkins is blocking for you. I see the best for you, buddy. That's exactly what was my pick. Yeah. Pick. I This one was probably the hardest one to choose. Oh, honestly. It's a good game. It's a good matchup. Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, reunited. A lot of hype under Vegas. There is. Under the Chargers. There is that that defense in in the Chargers is nothing to play with, man. No. So I'm really excited for that game. That is my second favorite game of well, I'd say third favorite game of the week. I I think it's gonna be a good game. The Chargers have a high powered defense. Joey Bosa. Khalil Mack, Derwin James. Like, dude, there's so much to be excited for for the Chargers. So you and me both agree the Chargers. Sam picked the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm pretty sure Miguel picked the Raiders as well. But it's in L.A. Moving on into Sunday Night Football, we have 
the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady led Bucks going up to Dallas in the Cowboys. Who you got for that one? Bucks. Like a no-brainer, Bucks. It is a no-brainer. Yeah, Sam and I both picked the Bucks as well. 3-0 sweep. We all have the Buccaneers against the Cowboys. You still have a little bit of love for Dallas. I left that love once they took Dak Prescott over your Tony Romo. And I know, I know. Believe but- me, I was I was hyped for Dak Prescott because I wanted them to sign him ever since he had that big game in Mississippi State against Alabama. But I thought it was too early, and I think it's karma, man. Karma comes back to you. You rush the process. A loyal quarterback, Tony Romo, played with you for 10-plus years. He was an undrafted quarterback. He led you to so much with so little weapons. It's betrayal, and then now it's coming back to bite him because – Zeke is plateaued. Dak Prescott definitely plateaued. He he well, makes money on ads. Well, I know, but he also has done pretty well for my fantasy team the last couple of years. I always end up with him, so I will. Yeah, take- because they have such a high-powered offense. Tony Romo never had that high-powered offense. It was the best and worst thing to ever happen to you, because guess what? Tony Romo is a great commentator. We never would have got to see him in the booth if Dak Prescott didn't win. I was with you up in there, but now I'm looking at it like I love listening to Tony Romo games. I do. He's a wizard. Yeah. So that that's when that's when I left the the cowboy bandwagon. I've I've left it in my rearview mirror, not even looking back. I'm just looking forward because once Tony Romo left, I left. So moving on into Bales, the final game of week one. We have Denver, Russell Wilson just signing a extension versus Seattle. And guess what? I don't think they have a 12th person on the field anymore. I think they're down to 10. <laughs> Because they just lost their captain. No more 12th man. I'm taking Denver 100%. Yep. yep. I'm, I could see Seattle in contention for first overall pick next year. Wait a minute. Wait Over- a minute. They have, they have a tough contender of the number one pick with Houston. So Over Houston, they could fight with them. Wow, that's big. It is. That but... is. I I have DK Metcalf on one of my teams, so I'm looking at DK, hoping he's going to have another great year. He's got all the tools. But in this podcast alone, there is a 3-0 sweep again, all picking Denver over Seattle. Honestly, Monday Night Football games aren't as interesting as you want them to be. It's more of a storyline. Like, before the game starts, there's always, like, 30 minutes of build-up to the game, and I think that's going to be the most exciting the game's going to be. What a great way for Russell Wilson to debut 
in orange and blue. That will bring us to the time. Thank you for joining us. We are going to have these NFL picks weekly. At the end of the year, we're going to tally up the score and see who knows football the most or has the best predictions, I think, better well put. You all know is me. No, Bales is probably going to be last place behind Sam and I, and Sam is going to be number two. Make those bold predictions. One thing I do want to touch on, though, since we're on the football and we did get to see some football, Gophers killed it last week. Skiuma rode the boat. Skiuma rode the boat. It was a great way to start this year. Next time we talk, we will have results of week one, and I cannot wait. To cap off that talk, the Gophers open up at a 38.5-point favorite against the Western Illinois. Thank you for joining us, Bailey. Thank you for joining me again. Thank you for being a consistent co-host and not losing your phone yet. Yet. Yet is the big word in there. So thank you for joining us. Please join us next time in the one only Minnesota sports podcast. The number one. The only one. Skull Vikes. Peace. Peace.